0: welcome to the sensual artistry podcast exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love i'm your host luna agnea essential arts and intimacy facilitator relationship coach tantrika, and artist with a passion for the path of liberation through love in this podcast you will receive first-hand stories of sacred erotic awakenings transformational experiences and love that goes beyond limits this podcast is here to inspire educate and awaken your own sensual artists because when you liberate your eros you liberate your alive
1: so welcome back today i have the delightful guest aubrey aurora who's someone i found by Instagram and immediately was like gushing over the beautiful um, aesthetics and posts and erotic poetry and blogs and um, yeah so I decided to ask her to join on the podcast and yeah so we can talk about our shared passion for that I guess for beautiful sensual romantic aesthetics and rituals so
2: welcome do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get in this conversation of of aesthetic beauty and and ritualizing these aesthetics as well. Uh, Yes, my name is Aubrey Aurora. I am an erotic ritualist based in BC and Canada. And Part of my passion is really uh, honing in on the atmosphere and ambiance of life and of curated experiences, especially. So I'm looking forward to diving into this conversation with you and getting your your take on on how beauty and how aesthetics can really uh, deepen and transform our experiences.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, did you... What did you work at, um, before you got into this? Like, were you in the arts in a different way or did this, are you one of the people that was like, you know, full-blown corporate and then having an awakening and getting into this line of work?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't really have a a very cool, uh, transformation story. It was more so a a subtle shift and, and slowly opening up to, to this lifestyle, um, You know, I've always been very sexually curious. I I discovered sex at a very young age. And um, when I got into this work of working one-on-one with clients, it definitely wasn't what I do now. It was more so I got trained in Reiki and was doing energy work and had this beautiful center that was uh, co-owned by me and a few other people and we had a really cool thing going on lots of different practitioners and yeah I was doing Reiki there and I noticed time and time again when clients would come to see me there was this underlining theme of them wanting to explore or heal or open up to some part of their sensual nature And so after this happened so many times, I was like, okay, I'm going to take note of this and I'm going to refine the practice a little bit more to focus on the sacral chakra and including all of the different senses in the the energy work session as well. And that just developed over years. I ended up naturally finding a neo-tantra mentor who I apprenticed with for two years and that deepened my sessions a little bit more ritualized them in ways that they weren't beforehand and also added in this element of of sacred intimacy that wasn't necessarily there when I'm I'm doing Reiki right so uh yeah that's how I got into this it just it trickled deeper over the years
1: yeah beautiful so Um, yeah I'm excited to dive in, and yeah, I always invite guests um if they can to yeah, share a little bit of a story to do with our topic of like you know, ritual aesthetics and sensual aesthetics and how that like affects the experience so did you have, um, yeah, maybe something to
2: share about that, yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this experience I can share, and there's been a few of these experiences that have been—they've uh, happened in a multitude of different ways. I'm sure you've had a similar. Um, but there was this time when I went to this play party. Essentially, there were some ritual aspects in it uh, woven into it, and there were these different themed rooms, and you know, these themes followed lighter intimacy and just uh, exploring in in very light ways for people who just want to taste. There was the the darker kink room where, you know, it speaks for itself. And then there was the room where penetration can happen. And I was exploring these rooms, you know, kind of like peeking around the corners of feeling what, what enticed me. And (laughs) I noticed what happened in these rooms, even though there were themes to these different chambers, there was no curation put into the design and the atmosphere of the room. So I actually brought like a little pink light with me. I kind of bring this pink light with me everywhere I go, (laughs) Just in case, you never know when you're going to need the ambiance. And I put that up in the kink room. So the kink room was like kind of, kind of sensuous feeling. At least it had mood lighting. And so that was okay. And then I go into, I peek into the lover's room where penetration can happen and you know I'm with my lover at the time and we'd kind of been exploring and feeling like okay I'm ready to go in here and and see what happens and we open the door and it's just a regular bedroom with a regular LED white light no options for dimming the light no candles no none of the oomph that makes us feel extra sexy, you know, and um, we couldn't get into it. It was beautiful because the the entire experience was beautiful. No, no shade thrown at the the creators of this event. It was great. Um, But it was really too bad because the energy of the event was so beautiful. And you'd be like connecting with people in the hallways and the other rooms and then Once you entered one of these sexy chambers, it kind of for me, it cut me off from that sensual romantic feeling because beauty and aesthetics is so important to me, especially when I'm trying to get connected to my sensual nature and I'm trying to like romanticize a a lover as well. And (laughs) so this is my story of how, how much of an impact ambiance and atmosphere can have uh, on our on our intimate relationships whether it be at our house you know the way that your bedroom is decorated or whether it be at this more public event where you're feeling the vibes and then you go and you want to explore deeper and it's the space isn't quite set to to carry you in this way that would be amazing to be carried. Mm. And I'm curious for you, like if you've been to these, I know that you probably are are pretty seasoned and going to these centrally expressed experiences. So if you've noticed a difference in your experiences, whether it be from a place that's highly curated and the space is like super sexy as opposed to spaces that, Lack that ambiance.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's like some subconscious elements. And then for people that are like more artistic or sensitive, and these. These realms and it can be like really like um similar, even just getting a hotel room. And then you're like, oh, the lights are all just like really obnoxious and bright or just nothing at all. So I also have like a little light that we always travel with, like one of these sunset, um, multicolor kind of uh things that yeah, just can make all the world of a difference. And yeah, like I I love the inspiration that you feel coming when a room actually is curated at least a little bit even if it is just like tea light candles and some incense or something like yeah you just feel like yeah your body softens you feel a little bit more like mystical and sexy like it it just immediately I feel that difference compared to like okay white room white sheets bright white light um, which you know has a time and a place but (laughs) it doesn't really be like Oh yeah, let's let's get beautiful and sensual. And I think, especially if you are a little bit nervous, um, or yeah, it is someone new that you're getting with. I mean, not in the way necessarily like, oh, I'm so self conscious that I don't want them to see me in bright light. But th- it is just like confronting. <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay, I see everything, everything, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It's interesting how it really can affect our experiences in ways just like role play can. And it really affects the the mood and maybe even the type of sex or, or sensual activities that we're engaging in as well. When I think about having these different curated chambers and, and spaces, how different I would feel to be in this really like, you have some beautiful flowing fabric in your background so i'm just imagining this beautiful room with like this breezy fabric and and candles and and light colors and how what kind of sensual experience i would have in that sort of space as opposed to a space where it's like all black leather and silk and very dim maybe even red lighting and you know i i <laughs> can probably 100% say the experiences had in those two rooms would be vastly different. So this is the the element where we understand that it's actually, it goes deeper than beauty. It Mm -hmm. goes deeper than just being in like, oh, this is such an aesthetically pleasing space. It actually is a form of being able to embody these different aspects of our eroticism.
1: Mm, Yeah, because you're interacting with the environment as well. Like black leather feels very different on you as well. Like if you're um, laying on like vinyl, you know, I I just stayed with my partner a few weeks ago in this kink room like that we found in Bali. We're like, wow, that's like a fetish room. Let's rent that (laughs) for a couple of nights. And yeah, like, yeah, very typical fetishy black and red and you know, there was even like a big mirror on the roof with like red LEDs and stuff. So of course, then you're interacting with the environment. So you're like, okay, how do we play with this? And so like our um, erotic sessions were really working with the environment. Like, okay, and then there's this kind of like spank bench. So we're gonna use that. And there's this chair. So he's gonna make me sit in front on the chair while he sits there. Um, well, then yeah, like you know, this is like the mosquito net, and I, I love this and. Bali like all the draping mosquito nets and beautiful spacious and then suddenly you're like oh it's like lounge and be much more like tantric sensual and um yeah like you're you're interacting with the environment with the fabric so it's part of the sex really like your environment becomes one with it it gives you inspiration of like what can I do and where? and um, the sensations that the fabric feels like it's it's not like a separate thing, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This has me getting a little bit curious to ask a personal question. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am curious. Um, thinking back on your life and your experiences, is there one erotic experience that stands out to you that was like really potent, really profound? And what kind of room were you in?
1: Ah, oh, good question.
2: It's like a little like,
1: movie. Yeah. Which one would the I... The erotic
2: filing cabinet.
1: Yeah, totally. Um... I mean, I really loved like I when I was living in Australia during the pandemic, I, it was the first time in many, many years where I'd actually been in one place for like a couple of years. And I managed to make my room just so freaking beautiful. And I had like velvety row rugs and all the right lighting. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun in, in that room. I had an epic king size bed and I had like velvety. um ends that were also kind of like spank bench things almost and uh yeah like a fluffy rug on the floor and um yeah so that was just like so many different places and because I'd made it very much to my taste and like amazing fabrics and yeah perfect lighting and customizable then yeah I definitely think there was a few really standout ones in there and also sometimes there'll be hotels like yeah. This giant bathtub. I had some of the best energy sex of my life in this giant bathtub that was like overlooking a cute garden. And it was like, yeah, just something about it was, it was huge. Like <laughs> it took like an hour to fill up this bathtub, but, um, yeah, that was something obviously very sexy and inspiring about that. <laughs> How about you? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> actually in this room that I'm sitting in right now, it's a it's a pretty sweet space. I have you sitting actually on this this red velvet couch that also has the ends. So I can be bent over and spanked on I have a on uh, sweet jacuzzi as well in here and um, many, many ornate golden mirrors. there have been um there have been experiences of of being picked up and held in front of these mirrors and getting that uh, feast for the eyes and senses and also the bathtub and this is actually something that I let myself indulge in because I know, uh, you know, it can be a little bit risky to have sex in water as a pussy owner. And so I've always kind of, you know, been a little bit wary of it, but I always also get so turned on anytime I'm around water. <laughs> so I let myself indulge as like, you know what? My body, my body can handle this. My pussy can handle this. I want it. So um, had a really amazing, amazing sex in this jacuzzi. And there's so many different elements to consider there as well, because yes, you're in the bath and there's a the water, but the knees are digging in to the tub. Um, the water is splishing and sloshing around. It's getting the floor wet and splashing on the floor. It's, you know, it's a, it's a different sensation having sex in water as opposed to not and uh there's also like steps in the jacuzzi so we kind of experimented with being in different heights and (laughs) like kind of lifting the bum out of the water seeing how that felt going back into the water and then of course just being carried back out to this this room that has a red velvet wall and golden chandeliers and and all the works so it's been uh really beautiful to feel the lusciousness that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the word that I'm going to land on for describing what my erotic experiences in this particular room have been have been quite luscious
1: um, it's a luscious room so I'm not surprised <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I want to play it yes Yeah. You're also bringing like delicious memories of the hotel room that I stayed at with a past lover that had a jacuzzi kind of like in the middle of the room with all like LEDs around it. And it was yeah beautiful made a nice home video in there. <laughs> so we're like <laughs> great and yeah so yeah all the different angles you gotta you gotta learn how to work it and
2: uh, i'm basically just daydreaming now i'm just like yeah there's always a uh, outdoor sex as well and um whether it be penetrative or not just a sensual experience it can be uh really gorgeous to be outside and to be in that environment, as well as, you know, ex- exploring the differences between really going out into nature where it's so secluded, there's no chance of any other humans being there and just being able to connect in with your wild essence and the element of being outside where there's potential of getting caught. And again, it's just so interesting and intriguing to me to like play with all of these different subtle energies based off of what's going to get evoked from the from the atmospheres that we put ourselves in yeah oh yeah great memories there with lots
1: of nature sex and it's such a shame that it can be so hard to find beautiful private secluded nature spaces for a lot of people depending where you're living like when I was on this 30 acre property and we just had it all to ourselves and you could just go out there was this fairy glade with all these like tiny pink flowers and it was just so beautiful and I would just either go self-pleasure or bring a lover there and you're just like oh my god this is so great so so, so bad for everyone that doesn't have access to a space like this Uh, that sounds like the dream yeah so yeah I'm curious like i for the events and things that you curate, like what goes into your process there? Like, yeah, because I know I, when I'm living somewhere for a long time and running some events, it can be a bit easier for me with decorating and like borrowing things off people and network. But then when I'm traveling and I'm running things that I'm like, oh, wow, this is really a challenge because I don't have all this stuff for my room that I can bring and I don't have like... You know, tubs of fabrics and stuff. So then I have to get a lot more creative on like, okay, how do I turn this plain yoga studio into something sensual or like mm-hmm. whatever it is that I'm using? Um, so yeah, I guess there's kind of two parts to that. Like when you get to go all out and play all out, like what, what do you like to do? And then like, do you have like a minimum or something that, yeah, I guess people also listening at home could be like, oh, okay. I can like do these couple of little things to make the space a bit juicier.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, not really a minimalist. <laughs>
0: <in the> least. <laughs> <laughs>
2: to be completely transparent um yeah i i am also someone who has tubs of fabric um and spend years of accumulating these these different props and decor and uh you know it's a really it's a really important part of of what i do and and just my life in general so that is something that uh <laughs> is um uh, mm, it's hard to work around for me. I'm like, OK, I have all of this stuff. I'm bringing it right. So I'm I'm always the person if I go on road trips or we're going to meet somewhere, I have my car completely packed full of so many things. Um, so, yeah, lots of fabrics, handles and making sure that they're the gauzy fabrics as well as these little these little circle lights that we've been talking about, the sunset lamps and whatnot. Um, I personally like those better than the the string lights because they're, they're quite moody. Um, and you can create a lot of different cool shadows with them, which can also be incorporated into your sensual play. So. Okay, for for somebody who's at home who has maybe nothing and is like, I just want to keep it simple, would definitely recommend one of the sunset lamps. Um, I'm getting incense that smells delicious to you. And something that someone told me years ago, and I think that this is part of Feng Shui uh, as well, is having a warm and a cool colored light in the same room so you might want to experience with having a red light and having a purple light and maybe they're shining in different corners of -hmm. the room and see how that affects your your energy um as far as traveling you know I I make sure that I rent spaces that have a bunch of stuff (laughs) (laughs) which is why I rented a castle for for this erotic experience we're doing in autumn it has a has all of the the decadent ambient decor and whatnot so I don't budge that much when it comes to to curating spaces and and not having a lot of things to decorate with for me it's it's a really big part of the experience so mm-hmm. it uh, it takes a lot of importance for me when I'm seeking out different spaces Uh, whether that be my my living situations my homes or spaces for events as well but fabrics candles get yourself a sunset lamp for sure (laughs)
1: yeah
2: yeah I find also even just like a few pieces
1: of um like silk chiffon doesn't even have to be real silk but that you can like drape over lights in places like if there's just white light everywhere just having that you know a bit of red sheer fabric that you drape over can make a nice vibe too um so that's also one of my travel kits I guess I'm about to buy some more like proper silk chiffon as well because it's great also for sensual play with people to like drape them in silk and move the silk around it's fun to dance in so I like to always think of like you know because I've been traveling For many years and I have 30 kilos is my whole life right now. (laughs) I'm always like, what's like multi functional stuff, um, that yeah, I can like create a vibe. I can use it. I can play with it. Um, doesn't take up too much weight. So, um, yeah, that's what I try to think of. And yeah, pretty similar kit to you, I think. Oh, and I'm recommending as well for my students when they're first getting into it and running events. I'm like, you need to have your central event kit. You need to have at least a few basic things. And um, yeah, especially like the lighting, I find it's just one of the most frustrating things at some venues. Like I've hired big holes, which has been great to be able to like do a big event, but then it's just... Crazy bright floodlights or nothing, and um, so I'm suddenly like calling people like we need more fairy lights, mm. like, step,
2: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting to hear your, your insight too on uh, on traveling because I'm I don't travel too often. I I like to have like a home base and to just have your take on what is the most important uh the most important things for you to have in your kit is it the the silk chiffon would you say
1: I'd say probably that yeah the lights incense and silk chiffon like together are <laughs> kind of yeah minimal or it can be also like thin sarongs as well like I've been using thin sarongs for a while for draping and they can also go on like a bed or uh, yeah, on an altar or something like so that's also multi-use
2: <laughs> Something I've also found is getting rid of the uh, the straight angles in rooms as best as you can. Mm-hmm. And this might just be a personal preference as well, but when we see those fabrics draped and and hanging in this sort of arched uh, shapes, it, feels a lot more sensuous to me and maybe it's like a little bit more of a a feminine temple-esque structure rather than all of these straight erect pillars and, and angles so it's interesting too just to think about you know the shapes the textures the colors the sense of course and just really dropping in with your own uh with your own senses and and asking yourself what kind of sensual experience do I want to have? And creating the space may differ based upon your answer. Like we spoke about in the beginning, you know, you're probably going to have a different, different experience if you're in like this light wispy fabric candle room as opposed to a, a black leather and 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 silk room. So getting in touch with what your desires are for the erotic experience that that you're wanting to enact and and play in and decorating your space from that place it's kind of like a a process of embodied decorating <laughs>
1: yeah and I know it's definitely not like everyone's jam but there's yeah such a fun like creative process that can emerge through this like yeah, curating an experience. Like, yeah, what do I want to experience? What do I want my lover slash lovers to experience? Or if you're running an event, like, yeah, what what vibe am I trying to get in? And then thinking of all the different senses. So obviously, sight we're talking a lot about. Uh, yeah, slightly different smells. Like, I have a few different types of incense or whatever. And some that are a bit more, like, earthy uh, that I find can work better for a bit more kinky versus, like, a bit more light and floral or something, like, Different vibes. And then obviously sound is like so important of the the playlist and the music, which I think goes very much like tied into what the space looks like. I feel like music almost like infuses the look of the space as well. Like you can have the same like sunset light and a few candles with like some flowy sensual music. Or if you have like the kinky music, then suddenly it's like a dungeon vibe. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah and I I'm curious what's your favorite like in events what you've done because I know I've um I kind of go in the other direction where I used to run like big events where we would like completely do the decor and take over a whole fetish club and have like multiple areas and like <laughs> custom make these like giant things um and like yeah I really go all out and spend weeks preparing and spend like 12 hours decorating a space to now doing a bit more <laughs> like simple stuff uh because yeah i just realized it was just so much money time and effort and a lot of people didn't like fully appreciate it as much and i wanted to focus more on like the experience but still like enjoying doing it um but what's been yeah maybe some of your favorite things that you've created um yeah visual wise or experience wise so far
2: My favorite uh, experience has been a a realm of the Mm fae, court of the fae experience, where we decorated the space in all of these ways that kind of were a mix between Alice in Wonderland meets, you know, fantasy forest and we did go all out with this so many flowers and we used all real flowers as well we had like this wisteria hanging from the ceilings we went out and collected branches to hang from the ceilings as well and strung fairy lights through those and had all of this uh gauze on the floor and in different rooms there would be different textures on the floor and everybody's barefoot so uh, and it was pretty dimly lit. So it was a really interesting <laughs> experience of walking into these rooms. And, and sometimes you would walk in them and you would kind of like, oh, have to catch yourself. And they would almost be like dropping into this other realm, this other dimension of the, the magical forest. And it would be really soft and you would have to kind of like be a little bit unstable as you walk, a little wobbly. Other floors would be really sturdy where they were and, and harder on the feet. And we just had all of this decor and and little nooks. The little nooks are my favorite. They're like these little uh, secret places in in the events that I host where people who are meant to find them will find them it's not something that's like that one of the main events or one of the main rooms where everybody's ushered into and like look at this it's more so for the ones who are curious about going on their own adventures and then they get to stumble into you know this this woodland satyr man who's dishing out these like ancient aromatic perfumes for those who want them and of course, everybody's dressed up as well as fae-like creatures, mermaids, satyrs, <laughs> all of these little erotic woodland animals. And um, that is that has definitely been my favorite experience. It was the most fun, and it felt like it really gave space to my inner child. To come out to play as well you know this this little Aubrey who was so obsessed with with fantasy and with fairies and mermaids and always told you know like grow up these things aren't real you should pay attention to other real life things and so to come into an adulthood now where you actually get to go deep into these realms that were labeled unimportant and and fantasy and childhood and it's you know a a sexy experience for sure but it's also healing in the sense that I get to um, embrace parts of myself that I didn't uh, in childhood and they get to really expand in adulthood in ways that you know there <laughs> there wasn't space for in childhood but now it, it happens in a much different way in adulthood it's really just about the play and and the celebration of life as well and um you know for me it's maybe curious to hear your expressions on this as well but these uh, events where we're exploring sensuality and these events these like temple nights and explorations that are branded in these really sexy and fun ways like come experience the revelry it's going to be a great time and it is and they can be so much more than that these these experiences where we get to just like fully revel in being alive and human with erotic urges and desires and you know, I, I grew up in a family that didn't celebrate much. We we weren't like a really happy family growing up. There's a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety in my lineage. And to step into adulthood and this reality that I'm creating, we're creating as a community here is kind of reclaiming that aspect of being human is like allowing ourselves to have fun without feeling guilty about it. Because other people aren't having fun and just allowing ourselves to celebrate and incorporate that element of sexuality which is so often the one of the things that's like oh no stay away from that we'll do drugs alcohol everything else but sex no 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 (laughs) too taboo (laughs) so I with that being said I would love to hear about uh, your experience too in these sorts of experiences and events have they been celebrations for you have there been deeper revelations that have occurred
1: yeah I love all that you're saying so resonate and yeah it's funny you're also saying your favorite one being a fae one because like my events used to called fetish and we would do like fairy fetish parties so we got that in common yeah um yeah I mean I think like when I first started going to a lot of sexuality events. It was, yeah, more from like the kink perspective and I worked as a stripper. So I was like part of, um, more entertainment focused stuff. So it used to be really fun and like go to all these kinky clubs and parties and dress up. And even the events I was running, it was like, yeah, a lot about, um, yeah, curating this experience that was entertaining and it was really fun and exciting. And you'd have a really good time and you'd feel alive. Um, But then like afterwards, it was like, okay, yeah, that was that was a fun thing. But once I started getting more into like the temple arts space, and more the more like spiritual aspect, I loved that it wasn't just about being entertained. It was actually much more about like, yeah, creating community about feeling free, like you didn't need to be on drugs and alcohol, you could just like yeah, be high on eras, <laughs> be high on like oxytocin. And um, yeah, it was just so beautiful to see, like just stripping back a lot of the surface level um, stuff and just getting to the core of just like celebrating, yeah, being human and celebrating love. And that, yeah, that was very like transformative, especially because like a lot of people, I was very addicted to being... Intoxicated to be able to flirt or have any interactions with people that I wasn't already in a relationship with. So like sobering up. Um yeah. And then, but then yeah, from there I was also like, okay, but like, but I love the aesthetics and the creations and stuff. So like, where do they merge? And that's where I yeah, I've been enjoying seeing like where do these two spaces cross over, of like still being able to have the performance art and the the creation and creating this fantasy wonderland um, and like, yeah, really dropping in and seeing how that affects your subconscious and how that brings out different aspects of your psyche. And it's this kind of shadow work piece, I think where you're embodying different archetypes, you're exploring different perspectives that wouldn't just come up spontaneously and organically if it wasn't the specific situation for it and you didn't have like the prompts and the input and the inspiration. So I think like there's something beautiful about a blank canvas and just stripping it all back into like what's just here between human hearts, but then there's also yeah, something really special about a curated experience and about like what that evokes within you that wouldn't just come up any other way. Um Yeah. So that's why I got excited for these merging. And yeah, part of me, when I want to like live somewhere again, so I can get back into like creating some more experiences like that. Cause it is really hard when you're on the road and you're traveling a lot. Um, and yeah, that's why I got really excited once I saw your, your work. Cause you seem to be, yeah, really, um, doing that like next level immersive experiences that like really turned me on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, we're running out of time a little. So, yeah, I just want to invite you to share a bit about this upcoming one. I, yeah, if I wasn't running stuff in Bali in September, I would absolutely be there. It sounds amazing. But sadly, yeah, I think the timing's not going to work in my favor this round. But if you want to speak a bit more
2: about your erotic renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, this is the first of many. So, there will be more chances. And, this first one is happening in Italy, uh, about an hour south of Florence. And we've rented a, a very, very luxurious castle. Uh, it's 500 years old, yet has all of the modern luxuries. Um, and we're going to have four nights, five nights, for those who want to dip into the VIP experience, which we have two spots left for but it's going to be a merging of romance, revelry, and ritual. And a big element of this experience is illuminating the dynamic of the artist and muse. And we're going to do this with the support of a erotic ritual theater. So we're going to have about an hour of immersive theater uh, every night and this is going to follow the story of Sandra Botticelli and Simonetta Vespucci and the bringing to life of the infamous Birth of Venus painting and Venus herself will actually also be there at the experience with us and she'll be guiding not only Simonetta through you know awakening to her sensuality and allowing herself to sit for this this painting that Sandra is going to do, but also, you know, connecting in with herself enough and her sensual expression enough so that she feels safe to open up in that way and, and be exposed in that way. And so as she goes through that journey, as are the attendees of the Renaissance going to be guided by Venus to drop into their sensual embodiments and allow themselves to be seen in that and to be supported and and encouraged in these expressions of theirs and you know the the days are going to be spent engaging in the erotic arts we have some really amazing cast members facilitators who are coming in and hosting different workshops that all center around sacred sexuality and artistry and then of course we're going to have some erotic chambers as well to go on your own erotic explorations after the the theater sort of filters out it's going to be a choose your own adventure and of course there's going to be plenty of nooks (laughs) that I mentioned earlier so lots of little secret uh, vortexes to get lost into and uh, you know it's it's going to be pretty amazing I personally have never had an experience like this inside of a castle. Uh, so <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that and and seeing how being in that atmosphere uh, affects my own connection to my eroticism and my lover's eroticism and all the expressions that are going to be had in this experience. So, yeah, that's happening in October in Italy. and You can just find more information through my bio. I'm sure I'll post my website here and whatnot. Beautiful. Wow, sounds amazing. And yeah,
1: I definitely hope if not this time, then another time I get to join one of these amazing experiences you're curating. Well, thanks for joining me today and sharing your wisdom. It's lovely to get to connect with you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, likewise. I feel the same. (laughs)
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, centralartistry.com and centralarts.school, where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.